0: news time to set it on cruise control this is our auto expert here's nick miles
1: It's Sunday. Time to talk cars on your weekly automotive experience. I'm Nick Miles with the pit crew of Ryan and Jen. We're very excited uh, to have the show today where we're going to talk to some of the most talented and know-it-all people in the auto industry. A rare interview with Peter Hogelveen, the director of Alfa Romeo North America. Peter is going to be here to tell us about uh, the vehicles that they have upcoming and their recent success, which includes the Motor Trend Car of the Year. Uh, We'll also talk to uh, Nick Kappa, who is Mr. Ram himself, about the new Ram truck introduced at the North American International Auto Show. Andrew uh, Quailen is here. He is from Acura Public Relations. They released a new RDX at the uh, North American International Auto Show. He's going to tell us about that. And of course, our mad scientist and EV know-it-all, the independent investor and analyst for electric and alternative-fueled vehicles, Anton Wallman, is going to join us in today's show. So uh, Ryan and uh, Jen are with us. Guys, how's your week been, what have you been driving, and uh, do you have any cool car news to tell me about, or should we just move on? All right, silence from the peanut gallery.
2: All right. <laughs>
1: Jen is the one that puts together all our fun facts and the whole show. And uh, Ryan just test drives the cars for us, don't you, Ryan?
2: I'm just here to tell people when they're wrong. <laughs> That's
1: right.
3: Oh, he's all right. one of the know-it-all people.
1: <laughs> uh, so we are on the back end of the North American International Auto Show, which is a, a kind of a cool thing because uh, a lot of vehicles introduced. Let's talk trucks because it was really probably the most truck show that there has been out there. A new Ford Ranger. Here's the interesting about that truck. It's been out in Europe. It's been a huge success in Europe. It's been a huge success in Asia. Lots of people buying them. They are gonna build pretty much the same truck, but Americanized that they've had in Europe. Here's the interesting flip of the coin. In Europe, everything's sourced from European suppliers. They're gonna build the same vehicle, but the suppliers are gonna be American. So they're remaking all the parts in the States. It doesn't make any sense to ship the, sp- the parts overseas, does it? So that that's kind of an interesting thing. Jen, I know you like big trucks with big engines. Would you drive a small truck, like uh, the same size as the Tacoma, with the Ranger is? No.
2: <laughs> she had to think Short about that. Short and simple.
1: <laughs> she no. had to think about that for a while. No for that. Jen, would you drive it if it had a Hemi in it?
3: Now you're talking.
1: <laughs> you, want, you want a bigger truck with a big bigger truck, engine?
3: Big big engine.
1: Lots of smoke? Yes. All right. Uh, Ryan, you have uh, recently uh, sat in the cab of a 2500. Uh, do you think you would drive something as small as the Ranger?
2: I love little small trucks because you can normally fit off-road in tighter places. And I've tried to do it in a full-size truck before and it doesn't really work. So yeah, I love little trucks for off-road excursions.
1: And they're easy to park in the city as well. Uh, we'll ask you though, would you drive, if you had the choice between brands, would you drive a Chevy, a Ram, a Ram? Or a Ford?
3: (laughs) I know my answers. Chevy first,
2: Ram second, Ford last. Yeah, unbiased, I'd have to say Ford first, Ram second, Chevy last. So we're
1: all different. So Jen is Chevy first, you're a Ford first. I would buy a Ram before anything else.
2: I'm just saying Ford first since that 10-speed came out, that new F-150. It's fast. I think the Raptor's great, but
1: I I actually enjoy uh, the Ram trucks for all-around truck yeah uh, so new silverado in detroit brand new ranger 100 brand, brand yeah 100 years of silverado um brand new ranger and uh, brand new ram 1500 that's a lot of new truck america i hope oh, you're prepared and the rebel. For that. don't forget the rebel Well, the rebel's based on the 1500 so mm. it's just a, a i would say a trim level it is really a trim, trim level. and honestly
2: the 100. 1500 until we drive it we don't know right now the f-150 is the top in my mind but the 1500 with that giant screen and everything that it's going to have inside of it we don't even know what it's going to drive like especially with that hybrid
1: yeah it's it's not a true hybrid though it's, uh, it's a mild hybrid but it's, it's still a hybrid a, system yeah it's e-assist yeah so uh which i think helps oh whoa! Oh, oh, here we go Jen's got a hand up okay. oh, Jen
3: I do have to say I do like the Ford Raptor if you're talking trucks across the board
2: but uh-huh. uh, yeah but
3: I'd still drive a Silver Rock first you really? oh
2: yeah is that biased or is that based on information? What do you mean? Sounds biased.
3: Why would it sound biased? (laughs)
2: Because there's a big, huge Chevy out in the driveway.
1: (laughs) Which has your name on it? I have two. um, (laughs) And one in the garage. (laughs) Jen got called out. That'll happen throughout the show. No. Uh,
3: Well, I just, I guess it's both biased, but but that's what I like.
1: uh, When we come back on the show, we'll find out about some of those vehicles released in Detroit as our auto expert continues.
0: More Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles is coming up on Como News. Start your engines and they're off. Back to Our Auto Expert, Nick Miles. This is Como News.
1: Welcome back to Our Auto Expert, and on this week's show, uh, we are going to be entertained because uh, Peter Hogelveen is with us, and Peter is uh, the big cheese over at Alfa Romeo, in fact the director of North America, and they have had a stellar year. He's joining us on the phone. Uh, Peter, first of all, it really, it started a long time ago, if we really want to go back to when Alfa Romeo is starting to win awards. It started with races back before uh, many of us were, even before our grandparents were Around, but the truth is that uh, the real crown came this in the fall last year with Motor Trend.
4: Yes, that is uh, that is correct. Uh, thanks, Nick. Yeah, the uh, the Motor Trend Award, obviously, you know, I've been around uh, since I think 1949 as the real you know Car of the Year for Motor Trend, and. We were very excited and actually honored that uh, the Romeo Giulia was uh, was selected as uh, actually the first Italian automaker uh, to win that award uh, back in November. And, you know, as you know, it's a, it's a very serious panel it's over two weeks of testing, and then uh, for both the Alfa Romeo Giulia and Giulia Quattrofolio to be selected as the winner in a very, obviously, as you know, in this market, very competitive market at this time to be able to uh, to beat out the competition was an, was an extreme honor for us and re-emphasized also what the team in Modena, Italy put into this vehicle, you know, a dedicated engineering team over in in Italy that all they eat, drink, sleep, dream about is Alfa Romeo. So uh, great compliments to them as well. And uh, a great way to you know to kind of uh, close our, uh, our year, our first full sales year uh, in the United States.
1: Are Americans getting used to having Alfa Romeo on, uh, on the street corner now in, in dealerships?
4: Um, yeah, I think so. And that's that's a good question too. Obviously, when you come with a with a new brand that has, you know, the last time we had Alphas here was 1995. So it's always a little bit worrisome based on, you know, hey, is uh, is, is Alpha going to be successful? But from what we've seen and what we hear is that, you know, obviously based on our sales, you know, selling, you know, over, tw- over 12,000 cars in our first year is uh, showed that people are really open to it. And even if you speak to our deer network, you know, obviously we have a smaller deer network than uh, our German competitors do, but uh, the 177 dealers that we have in the U.S. here, they say traffic is more and more, it's growing, and actually, you know, even following the Motor to Award, people want to know what, what, what Alpha is all about, so it was uh, that was again a, a great uh, a great recognition that also directly helps us you know sell vehicles and drive traffic to our dealerships
1: i was recently in in estelvio and uh, the hotel i was staying at had uh, the valet was next to the bus stop and i pulled it up at the valet and it was honestly like a cartoon in estelvio because all of these people at the bus stop shuffled right sidestepped right about 10 steps to look at the front of the car and It was like the whole bus line shuffling to the right and then they looked at the front and they shuffled back again uh, So definitely getting a lot of attention with people on the street, right?
4: Yes, sure for sure. And yeah, Nostalgia, you bring up a good example The uh, I think when the Alfa Romeo Giulia came out, the real car enthusiasts knew the car was coming You know, after we came out with the uh, Julia Quattrofolio when we launched the car and, you know, winning the Nuremberg uh, timed uh, seven minutes and 32 seconds, making it the fastest sedan. A lot of buzz around the vehicle. Obviously, the great Super Bowl campaign that supported the launch of the Julia. Then when Stelvio came out, fast forward about six, seven months, it kind of was like a, a best kept secret because obviously a lot of people shopping, you know, a premium midsize utility vehicles, they might not be as, as into cars as, as the sedan uh, shopper is. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I experienced it myself as well. And we, we read it on our blogs and our social media as well, that it still is a, it's still a head turner which is really good because as, as, an, as a company that is from Italy you know that builds cars in Italy that's what you want to accomplish you want to you want to have something that people really want to talk about
1: so let's talk about you have a now you have a mid-size sedan you now have a mid-size or a, a compact SUV I'm not sure where the Stelvio falls actually the opportunity to uh, invest in you know a full-size sedan a full-size SUV a subcompact or compact SUV um, there's opportunity for expansion uh, is that something that alfa romeo are considering
4: so yes, i know as i'm sure you know not people not many people are aware but when we launched the Giorgio architecture you know the alfa romeo platform that we use for the stelvio and the julia and those five billion euros was invested in this uh, in the brand and uh, and relaunching and you know, bringing the brand back from an, uh, an engineering uh, perspective so obviously this is a it's a very flexible platform that you know we have opportunities with if you want to compete as a premium brand you got to offer many offerings of like our competition does but uh without going into detail what what's next of course we're very closely watching what goes on in the market and uh you know we're following many trends as, as, as you can see with the, uh, the stelvio already i mean if you would have asked people 10 years ago an suv from alfa romeo they would have uh, thought they were losing it
1: all right we're going to talk about some of those future endeavors when we come back on our auto expert uh alfa romeo back in the f1 game that's when we continue
0: Keep listening. Nick Miles, our auto expert, is moments away on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Homo News One Thousand FM 977 Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues.
1: Welcome back to our auto expert. I'm Nick Miles on the phone with us. It's Peter Holvine, and he is the uh, the big cheese over at Alfa Romeo for North America, the director. And uh, we're talking about Alfa Romeo in the United States. The F1 team just announced from Alfa Romeo. I was in Milan, Italy, to uh, see that announcement that was made with the F1 uh, teams there and also with F1. Themselves on top of the fact that Sergio Marciani was there, and this Peter is a joint venture between an existing team and Alfa Romeo supplying the support that they so badly need. Right?
4: That is correct. So this is a is a great partnership uh, between Alfa Romeo and, and Sauber, you know, obviously, and, and a name that is very well known in the Formula One uh, world. And I mean, if you, if you really think about what this means to Alfa Romeo, I mean, obviously this is great. You know, personally, I'm I'm a I'm a huge enthusiast myself. But even if you go back at in in the racing history with Alfa Romeo. Actually, the first Formula One race ever held, the Grand Prix ever held at Silverstone, the Great the, the Great Britain Grand Prix, was actually won by Alfa Romeo, and uh, not just by one, but the number one, two, and three. So for us, returning to Alfa Romeo is obviously a great, great honor. We know what we've we've learned, and you know, from racing. Actually, another fun historical fact is that you know, Alfa Romeo was founded in 1910, and we were actually racing. And I use regeneratively, but uh, the Alfa Romeo was actually racing in 1911 already. So it's it's truly in our DNA. And we see it in the Giulia, we see it in the Stelvio. We with start our, with our Nürburgring uh, record times for both the sedan and the UV. So this was uh, this is this is great news for the brand. Uh,
1: our historian on the show, Jen, is nodding, so she agrees with all your numbers, yes. which is a good thing because she usually gets it better better than most of us do. You know, at that launch, we asked uh, the very pertinent question of Sergio Marchionne, the head of uh, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, which Alfa Romeo is a part of, whether this new partnership would mean more participation in United States uh, playing a bigger part in F1. Now let's be honest the United States is probably one of the most if not the most important market for Alfa Romeo because uh, potentially you could sell more cars here than you could in Europe in the future. Uh, The other portion is that Alfa Romeo is investing a lot of time money and effort into F1 but he seemed to feel that uh, Americans aren't too keen on F1 and it's been struggling here and although he's had talks with American teams and he's had talks with the American races, he it seems to be that Americans aren't into F1 as much as they are in Europe. Do you think it's going to help your brand in this country, or it's more for a European support?
4: Um, I mean, I think that's a good question. Obviously, you know, uh, coming from Europe myself, uh, you know, Formula One. I think back. In the 90s, it was the most popular sporting event that people watched on uh, on television. So I think in in America it's not as popular as it is uh, in Europe, for sure. But what I've noticed here, though, you know, ever since we announced Al from Aero, you know, coming back in. Uh, in Formula One, the excitement around it have been, has been, you know, very, very, uh, very, very large. And it also helps us tell our history, history story by being back into racing where it all started. So this will just, you know, bring us more passion around the brand, give us another good opportunity to get the brand name and the brand logo in front of, uh, you know, millions of uh, people watching here in the United States, you know, and especially obviously October 21st, which will be the Austin Grand Prix. It will be. A, I think that will be a great test for us to see what this will truly do for us from a uh, momentum in the in the United States.
1: Well, the exciting thing, uh, Peter, is that I just uh, conferred with the team before we went on air here, and we're, we're all free for the American F1 race. So just 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 let us know. We're we're more than uh, more than happy to entertain you uh, at that race too. Uh, Peter Holgavin from uh, Alfa Romeo. Thank you so much for being with us today, and we look forward to continued success for your brand. Thank you,
4: Nick, and I appreciate the opportunity, and thank you, uh, you know, for all the excitement you create for. The- Auto industry. Appreciate it.
0: Como News 1000 FM 977, our auto expert with Nick Miles. We'll be right back. Our Auto Expert continues on Como News. Here's Nick Miles.
1: Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. I am Nick Miles. As promised, we're going to talk about the new Ram truck released last week at the North American International Auto Show. Uh, Mr. Ram himself is on the phone with us, Nick Kappa. Uh, Nick... This truck is in some serious competitive space now, but you think you have the winning formula, right?
5: This is a no compromise situation. The Ram 1500 absolutely is going to be the truck that everybody's chasing. We've got the lead on durability, efficiency, and definitely on technology as well. So yeah, looking forward to it. Pickup trucks have always been a knockdown bare knuckle battle and that's kind of part of the reason I really like the job and why I really like working in trucks. It's they have to function. It's probably the last great American standing segment in the auto industry uh,
1: so tell us about some new features uh, first of all let's talk about the inside because I hear you have lengthened the cab
5: yeah let's talk some trucks so one of the features that people really like is having a lot of space and storage in their trucks so what we've seen is a lot of people moving out of say SUVs and such and into trucks because anymore even a luxury car doesn't have anything over a pickup truck our Ram 1500 Limited and the Laramie Longhorns are just these incredible trucks and you can get so much interior space hand Leather. It smells like a brand new baseball glove inside these trucks. It's full grain all the way through, no fake leather. And there's a UConnect 4C screen. I know that's a 12-inch screen, so it's the largest screen in the industry and you can actually split it. So you could have a 360-degree camera on the top, makes it look like there's a drone falling around all the time. You could have your nav on the bottom, or you can have all the full screen do nav. And the back seat, we actually extended it four inches in the cab. So you have the rear seats now have heating features, which they always have at, and now a new cooling feature. So you got heated steering wheels, heated and cooled seats, front and rear, Luxury truck style and the rear seats actually recline, but more of a slide recline. And what I mean by that is that when you do it, you spot on the seat slides forward, the back of the seat slides back, kind of like a lazy boy. Uh,
1: that's that screen is uh, we've never seen that in uh, I think we've seen it in luxury vehicles before, like the Tesla Model S and the Volvo XC90, but we've never seen it in a, in a non luxury vehicle before, right?
5: No, that's actually talking to people about this, that that was the one thing that really threw them for the loop, they didn't expect to see that in a pickup truck, and this is the first time that FCA has used this product inside of a a vehicle and the Ram 1500 gets to debut it. And it is absolutely gorgeous. It works in link with the new exclusive content from Sirius XML. So it's more of a personalized listening experience. When you get in the truck and you push the button to say which one it is, it knows what you want to hear. And it actually has recommendations for you. You could watch or listen to radio stations or watch or listen to baseball games or, or football games. It knows the sports teams that you're interested in. So it's a very personalized Listening experience with the Sirius 360
2: L. So, naturally, when Nick gets into the car, it'll start playing, you know, like village people and, you know, YMCA kind of. (laughs) It just naturally knows when you get in the car, or is it something you have to pick out online?
5: The Sirius XM360 system actually just notify, it recognizes what you've been listening to and the content that you like and then makes recommendations for you or just holds the stations that you're interested in. So if you have a favorite sports team or something, yeah, it'll do that. It's a brilliant system and we have the Sirius XM360 L exclusively.
1: Uh, let's talk about the exterior of the vehicle. You've uh, stepped it up a little bit too with the design, right?
5: Absolutely. So you can get 22-inch wheels, big 22-inch wheels on the Limited and they're gorgeous. The truck looks great, but one of the styling characteristics of the truck is what we can do because we make the truck out of high-strength steel. Is that we can we can shape it, make the truck more shapely. Some of our competitors who, who use different types of materials are stuck with flat lines and, and not a lot of shape. So we can we can actually make the Ram look expect exactly how our customers have always enjoyed the forward-thinking design that we've done with our exterior on our trucks. Uh, some of the other functions of the truck, though, are the aerodynamic, and that not only helps in the way we make the truck look, but also helps in efficiency. So we've got three different systems to activate on the outside. Of the truck to help it slip through the air like a salamander through the mud. There's an active air damp system that actually drops down at 35 miles an hour, two and a half inches up the front of the um, lip of the truck that push the air out of the suspension components and around it, giving you better aerodynamics. Of course, we've always had our air suspension system. Nobody else has that. And it's got the five different features. So you have normal ride height. If you want to go off road and you got to clear some obstacles, you got two off road settings so you can get up two inches, like a two inch lift kit from the air suspension. And if you want to go lower in an aero mode, it actually lowers the truck to give it better aerodynamics. And of course my mother's favorite favorite feature of the whole truck is the remote control. It has a little button on it. You hit that button, the truck actually kneels for you so you can get inside out of the injury exit mode.
1: Oh, I like that. That means I don't need to bring a step letter out when I try to get in it, right? Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> the case, buddy. all right well uh, when we come back nick i want to ask you about numbers because this is what the truck guys are going to want to know miles per gallon hauling capacity towing capacity and what the future of uh, different powertrains is going to be that's all when our auto expert returns plus jen is lining up with a fun fact that's when we come back
0: stay tuned there's more to come with nick miles on como news It's our auto expert on Como News. Here's more with Nick Miles. We are back with
1: America's Car Radio Show. We'd like to thank you for being part of the Car Nation. For more fun facts about cars, you can find them at Our Auto Expert Facebook. Uh, I am Nick Miles, and you can also check out my Instagram. Uh, Jen has this morning's, or today's,
3: fun fact, Jen. Dodge actually used the Ram Head Hood ornament back in 1933, but did not introduce the name until 1981. Oh,
1: look at that! Gentle has got the, uh, the the background facts on RAM. Uh, Nick, let's ask you a little bit about the uh, what all the truck guys in the audience want to know is the uh, the backbone of this truck. Uh, Nick Kappa, by the way, on the phone with us from from Ram. Uh, Nick, what is the significance of this new frame or this new backbone that this new Ram 1500 introduced at Detroit is built on?
5: It's funny. Whenever I ask people about the favorite part of the new Ram 1500, it's always something different. For me, it's the frame. I love what we did with the frame. I believe it's the smartest frame in the industry. And what we did there was we added a heck of a lot more high-strength steel. So the frame itself is 98% high-strength steel. Other things that we did on the front of the framework. I can say this but it's hard to explain without showing it to you we have a splayed rail design so if you look at the front of the truck the frame rails pop out in front of the tires so you do better in impact studies and it's like this octagon shape off there that turns into accordion and absorbs the impact not only that there's other impact countermeasures like uh, tire blockers and everything else to stop the tire from getting to the cab in case of an issue which is just wonderful so what drives the truck though our Hemi V8 or 5.7 liter and we have a 3.6 liter Pentastar 2 the Hemi 410 pound feet of torque at 395 horsepower. We have a brand new e-torque system, which is a mild hybrid system. So that means that when you roll up to a stoplight, the engine shuts off and it'll turn back on as soon as you roll on the throttle and so that electric motor actually gives a little bit of assist to get the acceleration up and then the motor takes over there. But when you go to stop the the truck, the Ram 1500 actually recaptures energy on braking. So your brakes last longer and you're more efficient on the stops and again it goes through the whole cycle. So e-torque saves fuel through kind of a mild hybrid system. Standard on the V6 Pentastar, the Pentastar V6 is 305 pound-feet of torque and 269 horsepower and it moves a truck grade. It's really amazing to think about what a V6 can do today versus what a V6 did in yesteryear. It's V8 power out of a V6 and great fuel economy.
1: Did we mention towing? Did you, what, what do they tow each, each engine?
5: So we're hitting uh, 12,700 pounds of towing capacity and 2,300 pounds of payload. So isn't it crazy to think that back in the day, the word half ton came out because it could haul a half a ton. Now look what we're doing for payload. We're in one ton category and yet we're still calling the namesakes we do half ton three quarter ton one ton mm. trucks
1: <laughs> yeah definitely surpassing some of the numbers what's going to happen with the future of diesel and then a full hybrid is that something that you're thinking about or uh it's nothing to be announced at this time
5: we're always looking to uh, get more fuel efficiency out of the trucks and some of the other things that we did with this one was uh is uh through other other means so lightening up the truck we dropped 225 pounds out of the truck so if you think about that that's just like one less passenger if you got a big buddy uh, the other things that we did was the aerodynamics the coefficient of drag on this thing is 0.357 that's like a mid-size suv so but dropping 225 pounds out of the Ram 1500 giving it a better coefficient of drag giving it the new e-torque system these are all measures on fuel economy and then it all routes through a beautifully incredibly intelligent eight-speed transmission.
1: Excellent. Nick Kappa from Ram Trucks. Thank you very much for spending time with us today. Excited to learn more about the new uh, Ram uh, 1500, which is going to hit dealers, as Nick said, sometime before the end of the first quarter. When we come back on Our Auto Expert, we're going to find out about other vehicles that were announced at the North American International Auto Show that could be in your
0: driveway very soon. Keep your radio tuned to Como News. More Our Auto Expert is on the way. Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert on Como News 1000, FM 97.7.
1: Welcome back to Our Auto Expert as we end the first hour of the show. All heard all about Alfa Romeo, the new cars coming, Peter Hogelveen filling us in. Uh, it, it's interesting because I'm hearing that Alfa Romeo are going to have a, both a full size and a uh, compact SUV coming uh, soon. They have the Stelvio. Uh, those two are supposedly on their mark for the rest of the year. Um, and also, Ryan, 4C, you've been telling me.
2: They said something about 4C coming out. I've heard it all over the internet and they've showed somewhat kind of spy shots. I can't really tell if it's that new Supra that everyone's talking about or what it is, but it definitely looks like a 4C. It looks very rear engine and alpha. Because
1: I, I have to be super honest. Peter was really, really helpful in information about stuff that's already out. But when we came to talking about what the future uh, holds, he was the most unhelpful com person I've ever talked to in my life.
2: It's a new brand.
1: And I, and I think they're always looking to increase their sales. Uh, there's a lot of people that want in them, but they're not in the right places where Exactly.
2: They're just not as well known as they should be. People see them driving down the road and they may look, but they still don't know what it is. I say
1: the same about myself quite regularly. Our auto expert returning in a moment uh, with more from uh, what happened at the North American International Auto Show. I'm Nick Miles.
0: Como News. There's more to come with Nick Miles. Stay tuned. Our auto expert will be right back. It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues.
1: Hour two on our show. uh, We have talked to some of the people that introduced vehicles at the North American International Auto Show. Some more of those people to come, including Andrew Quaylen, who is from Acura. We're going to talk about the new RDX shown off for the first time. Not a final production vehicle, but it is a what they're calling a concept prototype, very close to the final vehicle that will be introduced. One of the first vehicles in that uh, category of the premium luxury compact SUVs. Uh, Is it going to rule the roost? They sold an awful lot of them last year, more than they had anticipated selling of those RDXs. Will the new one live up to it? Uh, Apparently, it has some really cool tech on the inside. We'll find out all about that from Andrew. As far as Acura is concerned, all three of us have driven the NSX, right?
2: I drove it in all three different modes, and... Each different mode makes the car act differently. It's a very cool car. They so eat.
1: so the three modes are, uh, I know it's all electric for the quiet mode. Isn't it called the quiet mode, I think?
2: Yeah, I think it's quiet. The
1: quiet mode, and then there's the normal, and then there's the sports mode. I think there's actually a sport plus, so you can yeah, hold it Yeah, there might down. actually be another There's four mode. modes. Um, because uh, when I was down uh, in Southern California and they dropped one off, the sales guy was showing me how to get it into the secret sports mode, which you have to just hold the button down for so long. And that's great. The trouble with that car is, it looks like you have a lot of money and i'm i only uh, we only have radio money which isn't a lot of money, it, but it looks like you have a lot of money. And digital so, dollars, is yeah. What digital they call dollars, it. yeah. We have digi dollars, and so when I was in parking lots of like malls and things, guys would come up to me and try and sell me gold chains because they thought I was driving an Acura NSX. <laughs> I must be loaded. It's $156,000, not one
2: million. Because that's what you wear when you drive an Accurate NSX. Yeah. It's a gold, gold chain. It's yeah. a gold chain car it's with diamond cross. Exactly.
3: I have uh, to say that I was most impressed with the electric motors um, that run the wheels. There's three
1: of them, right? So there's one on each mm-hmm. rear wheel and then one on the transmission.
3: Exactly. And the engines in the back it handled just amazing. So I guess it corners. wouldn't be engines.
1: It would be motors, wouldn't it? Motors, electric motors. Yeah. So, uh, mo- yeah, it does. Around corners, it really is really sticky. You know, the thing with these vehicles are these sort of supercars because it's a hybrid. It's only got six cylinders um, and it's a hybrid. It doesn't make the noise I want it to make. Like, I want people to notice. I want their heads at people standing on the side of the road to turn the direction I'm coming. I want that, you know. What, I'm making car noises? Is that what you don't like? Yeah, the beefy engine. (laughs) Sounds like a (laughs) sick cat. The gurgling sound. I want it to be gurgly. I want people to notice me. Uh, if I'm going to drive a car that looks like a million dollars, I want people's heads to turn when I'm coming down the road.
3: Funny story is when I actually did get to drive it, we went a little too fast around the corner, and the gentleman that was with me waved. That would be the, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. He'd wave to the cop <laughs> out of the window as we drove Hi. by just a You're little too fast. Not looking for a ticket. Hello.
1: <laughs> yeah, was Don't a need weird. a ticket. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> it was a great car. Uh, It was fun. We drove it this summer on an event called Run to the Sun, which was uh, kind of fun. Uh, I think there are plenty of really cool cars out there uh, right now. Acura have a, a several of them. The MDX, as well, has been a big hit for them. Uh, we're also going to talk this hour to Anton Wallman. Uh, do you guys think he's crazy? A
2: little. Anton's not crazy. No,
1: i crazy. That's mean.
3: It's not not no,
2: mean
1: not. crazy. He's just like he's like a mad scientist.
3: EV man.
1: Yeah, he he knows more about electric. You called him a what do you call him a genius? That's what you are. Yeah. He's a genius.
2: A genius. Yeah. A genius. <laughs> he's. A gen- Genuinely but he's like, genius. He's
1: like a crazy, like, he's like crazy, crazy genius.
2: I, it's amazing how much he knows because he can just go and go and go and go. And it's. It, it's all real information. He's not just pulling stuff out of thin air. He's really he's just going off of facts that are stuck in his head, right. and it's he, incredible. He's
1: uh, we had a we had a listener who was upset about uh, me knocking on the Tesla Model Three warranty, and uh, this listener was writing you know letters to news directors and saying well, he's wrong about the warranty. It's not void if you hit a pothole. And Anton's like, oh, <laughs> look at paragraph seven two hundred nine million four hundred subsection four billion three hundred and eighty two two there it was he was right it was you know i was right exactly. too but i mean it was buried in there but boy does it say it you know
2: he <laughs> talks just... about the last couple true journalists that there are and he talks about it often because there are only a couple true journalists left in this world and he's definitely one of them it's yeah. incredible
1: that and more when we return and uh, there are going to be some fun facts as well jen has some i think it looks like from over here where i am i'm looking at she has
0: some shoved up her sleeve so we will have some fun facts and more Stay tuned. There's more to come with Nick Miles on Como News. It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues.
1: Hour two on our show. Uh, We have talked to some of the people that introduced vehicles at the North American International Auto Show. Some more of those people to come, including Andrew Quaylen, who is from Acura. We're going to talk about the new RDX shown off for the first time. Not a final production vehicle, but it is a what they're calling a concept prototype, very close to the final vehicle that will be introduced. One of the first vehicles in that uh, category of the premium luxury compact SUVs. Uh, Is it going to rule the roost? They sold an awful lot of them last year, more than they had anticipated selling of those RDXs. Will the new one live up to it? Uh, Apparently, it has some really cool tech on the inside. We'll find out all about that from Andrew. As far as Acura is concerned, all three of us have driven the NSX,
2: right? I drove it in all three different modes, and... Each different mode makes the car act differently. It's a very cool car. They
1: so so the three modes are, uh, I know it's all electric for the quiet mode. Isn't it called the quiet mode, I think?
2: Yeah, I think it's quiet. The
1: quiet mode, and then there's the normal, and then there's the sports mode. I think there's actually a sport plus, so you can yeah, hold it Yeah, there might down. actually be another There's four mode. modes. Um, because uh, when I was down uh, in Southern California and they dropped one off, the sales guy was showing me how to get it into the secret sports mode, which you have to just hold the button down for so long. And that's great. The trouble with that car is, it looks like you have a lot of money and i'm i only uh, we only have radio money which isn't a lot of money, it, but it looks like you have a lot of money. And digital so, dollars, is yeah, what digital they call dollars. It. <laughs> yeah, we have digi dollars. And so when I was in parking lots of like malls and things, guys would come up to me and try and sell me gold chains because they thought I was <laughs> driving an Acura NSX. I must be loaded. It's $156,000, not one
2: million. Because that's what you wear when you drive an Acura NSX. Yeah. It's a gold, gold chain. It's yeah. a gold chain car it's with diamond cross. Exactly.
3: I uh, have to say that I was most impressed with the electric motors um, that run the wheels. There's three
1: of them, right? So there's one on each mm-hmm. rear wheel and then one on the transmission.
3: Exactly. And the engines in the back it handled just amazing. So I guess it corners. wouldn't be engines.
1: It would be motors, wouldn't it? Motors, electric motors. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it does. Around corners, it really is really sticky. You know, the thing with these vehicles are these sort of supercars because it's a hybrid. It's only got six cylinders um, and it's a hybrid. It doesn't make the noise I want it to make. Like, I want people to notice. I want their heads at people standing on the side of the road to turn the direction I'm coming. I want that, you know. What, I'm making car noises? Is that what you don't like? Yeah, the busy engine. (laughs) Sounds like a sick cat. The gurgling sound. I want it to be gurgly. I want people to notice me. Uh, if I'm going to drive a car that looks like a million dollars, I want people's heads to turn when I'm coming down the road.
3: Funny story is when I actually did get to drive it, we went a little too fast around the corner, and the gentleman that was with me waved. That would be the, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. He'd wave to the cop at <laughs> the window as we drove Hi. by just a You're little too fast. Not looking for a ticket. Hello.
1: <laughs> yeah, was Don't a need weird. a ticket. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> it was a great car. Uh, It was fun. We drove it this summer on an event called Run to the Sun, which was uh, kind of fun. Uh, I think there are plenty of really cool cars out there uh, right now. Acura have a, a several of them. The MDX as well has been a big hit for them. Uh, we're also going to talk this hour to Anton Wallman. Uh, do you guys think he's crazy? A
2: little. Anton's not crazy. No,
1: I'm crazy. That's mean.
3: It's not, not no,
2: mean
1: not. crazy. He's just like, he's like a mad scientist. EV man. Yeah, he, he knows more about electric. You called him a, what do you call him? A genius. That's what you're yeah. He's a genius.
2: A genius, yeah. Genius. <laughs> he's genius. Genuinely but he's like, genius. He's
1: like a crazy, like, he's like crazy, crazy genius.
2: I, it's amazing how much he knows because he can just go and go and go and go. And it's. It, it's all real information. He's not just pulling stuff out of thin air. He's really he's just going off of facts that are stuck in his head, right. and it's he, incredible. He's uh,
1: we had a we had a listener who was upset about uh, me knocking on the Tesla Model Three warranty, and uh, this listener was writing you know letters to news directors and saying well, he's wrong about the warranty. It's not void if you hit a pothole. And Anton's like, oh, <laughs> look at paragraph seven two hundred nine million four hundred subsection four billion three hundred and eighty two two there it was he was right it was you know I was right too but I mean it was buried in there but boy does it say it you know
2: he (laughs) talks about the last couple true journalists that there are and he talks about it often because there are only a couple true journalists left in this world and he's definitely one of them it's incredible
1: that and more when we return and uh, there are going to be some fun facts as well Jen has some I think it looks like from over here where I am I'm looking at and she has some shoved up her sleeve so
0: we'll have some fun facts and more Stay tuned, there's more to come with Nick Miles on Como News. It's our auto expert on Como News. Here's more with Nick Miles.
1: Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. I am Nick Miles, and we are talking about some of the cars, trucks, and SUVs that were released at the North American International Auto Show this year. Um, Andrew Quellen is on the phone from uh, Acura, and uh, you uh, have what you have described as a home run uh, at this year's uh, Detroit uh, Auto Show or North American International Auto Show. Uh, Tell us about the vehicle that you showed the public for the first time.
6: Yeah, absolutely, Nick. So uh, we're really excited to to bring this car to... the uh, Detroit Auto Show. So this is uh, our 2019 Acura RDX prototype, and it is a a precursor to the production 2019 RDX that you'll see uh, about mid-year. So this is uh, really the first in a new generation of, of Acura models that have been fully developed under our uh, precision-crafted performance brand direction. And uh, it's it's the third generation of the RDX, and it's really, it's the most extensive Acura redesign in more than a decade. Uh, it's it's a ground-up exclusive platform. It has an all-new, very powerful powertrain and, and a really premium, luxurious interior with some really awesome some featured content inside, um, including uh a an ultra-wide panoramic moonroof that's going to be standard on on all trims of the RDX.
1: So let, let me ask you this question so we can kind of define this vehicle just a little better. For the 2019 RDX, normally when we see a vehicle before it's the final version, it's called a concept, but you've called this a prototype. Does that mean it's kind of the uh, almost exactly like the final vehicle?
6: Yeah, this this vehicle is, is very indicative of, of what you're going to see later this year. Um, it, uh, for us, we, we do show concepts from time to time, and that's going to typically be something that's a little bit further out, uh, not quite as production ready. This car is very is a very near-term um, vehicle, so you're going to see this actual vehicle in full production form in, in just a few months, and it, and it will look very, very similar to what, what you're seeing here in Detroit.
1: Are you guys uh, releasing stats on the vehicle, or is that something you're going to wait to when, when the final vehicle is ready?
6: Yeah, mo- most of the stats are going to come later, so we do have you know, some information on it will have our new two liter turbo powertrain with uh, a 10 speed automatic transmission, which is the first uh, vehicle in the segment to do so. And it, it does boast our, uh, improved super handling all wheel drive so this is technology that we have on uh our our larger suv the mdx but this is a kind of a new and improved version so it actually has 40 percent higher torque capacity at the at the rear axle so some you know little details like that but uh for the for the nitty-gritty stuff you're gonna have to wait until later in the year
1: and that uh, that's presumably uh you know all the things like uh, cost and availability are we going to see this in showrooms by the third or fourth quarter maybe next year this year
6: right now i believe we're saying mid 2018 so uh, somewhere around between
1: second and third quarter. Acura were pretty f- uh, early to the, the the game with the crossovers, right? So the RDX was yes. one of the first that made it on the field. The the MDX, the, the best-selling uh, luxury third-row SUV for a long time in uh, in North America. Uh people still seeing Acura as a go-to brand for their CUVs and SUVs?
6: Oh, absolutely. So, uh, you know, we just closed off the year, RDX sold 50, 000, over 50,000 units for the third year in a row, which is actually something only RDX can claim in that segment. Uh, so it, it has been a perennial bestseller. As, as you said, RDX was one of the first uh, of these entry premium uh, SUVs. Uh, so it, it definitely has been a, uh, a a success story from first and second generation. And this, this new third generation is just going to be even stronger and more compelling uh, option in the segment.
1: Now, obviously, I haven't got to drive it yet, but uh, one of the things that the last RDX uh, offered was uh, quite a dynamic drive i remember it driving it through some off-road gravel pits in washington state yep. around dirtfish uh, and and it was uh, phenomenal it's phenomenal <laughs> off-road it's almost a rally it's almost rally worthy right
6: yeah yeah well, like I mentioned, you know, we're bringing back the super handling all-wheel drive, so that's going to bring even more kind of dynamic qualities to the vehicle. So I also have not had a chance to drive it yet, unfortunately. But when I do, I'm I'm very excited to you know get it into some gravel and and that's when you when you have lower traction in gravel or snow is where you can feel the torque vectoring more so then it, it's it's a little trickier to do on pavement. But um it's going to be a very very fun car to drive. It's going to be the quickest and best handling RDX ever.
1: I'm looking forward to getting the opportunity when we come back i want to talk a little bit about uh, how acura are advancing their tech in vehicles and look at how we rounded out the uh, the year with the other vehicles in the acura lineup uh, especially the uh, the big the car the nsx which is the chief of the pile that and more when our auto expert returns here uh, with your car
0: team keep your radio tuned to como news more our auto expert is on the way He's Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert on Como News 1000 FM 97.7.
1: Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. I am Nick Miles. Uh, We're on the phone with uh, Andrew Quinlan. He is the uh, PR guy who tells us about all things Acura, and we're talking about the uh, brand-new Acura RDX uh, prototype concept, which was shown at the Detroit show. Uh, Before we get back on the phone with Andrew, uh, Jen, tell us about the fun fact.
3: Fun fact is the very first Acura RDX concept car was debuted at the New York Auto Show in two thousand and six.
1: It doesn't seem that long ago, but that happened to be the same year that the uh, the iPhone came out as well. I'll just tell you that. And uh, now, now I feel a long to l- old. <laughs> Andrew, let's talk about the tech in the new RDX because Acura has never skimped on tech. They've all they were the first with the split screens, and they've also had a lot of uh, things like uh, weather and travel information. They were the first company to put those in cars. So, what does this new yeah. RDX hold for us?
6: Oh my gosh, this this one really is gonna is gonna set. Set a new bar for us and and for the industry as well. So we're very excited to debut what we're calling our accurate true touchpad interface and it's it's an entirely new HMI for us. We previewed this at LA last year in a precision cockpit concept. So basically what this is is new execution of a of an interface inside the vehicle that takes the best aspects of a touchscreen, which are very good what you see is what you press, but Traditionally, the the touch screen needs to be a little bit closer so that you can reach it and it's out of your natural line of sight. So we were able to put the screen really high up on the dash in your natural line of sight while you're driving um, And and used a a touchpad interface, but typically most other vehicles on the market when they do a uh, what we would call remote, whether it's a touchpad or a dial, the interaction is a little bit clumsy. It doesn't feel natural. So we took what we're calling, it's one-to-one mapping. It's the first usage of this in in, the, in automobiles. And it basically acts as a touchscreen. You're using a touchpad that's mounted down low, but you can keep your eyes up high and, and you get a really natural organic experience that we're all used to with our phones and our iPads, but the screen is still up high. You don't have fingerprints on it. It's, it's immediately intuitive and it's just a totally new experience you're going to feel comfortable with it within minutes and you you feel comfortable using it while you're driving it's it's an amazing system that our, our engineers in ohio spent i've spent the last couple of years uh developing and we're really excited to launch it here with the new rdx
1: now you've had you've had a good year last year uh, it was pretty good for you and uh, i think you you sold a uh, more than your target i think the target was around 500 nsx's but you i think you busted through that uh, with more of them uh we did. is this it was last year really that good for you and and what does the next year hold
6: well we uh, we're definitely looking for more sales um so last year was kind of we were in the middle of this uh, kind of rebrand positioning around precision crafted performance, and we did it very quickly. So last year we introduced the new 2017 MDX and Sport Hybrid form, which showed our new our new uh, diamond pentagon grille and new uh, new styling direction. Uh, we updated the the TLX sedan, and then at the end of the year we updated the RLX as well, which also boasts that super handling Sport Hybrid powertrain. And we're confident that the consumers are really going to appreciate it and recognize the benefit of of backer products, and we're. Confident that we will see an uptick
1: in sales. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that uh, as well because obviously, part of the Honda uh, Motor Company, you've got an awful lot of good stuff in there too, uh, and mm-hmm. as as well as you know, there's a few vehicles that came coming onto the scene too now with uh, uh, you know your full size sedan and those sort of things. Andrew, thanks for talking to us this morning um, on our Auto Expert or this afternoon on our Auto Expert. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna uh, find out about some of the other vehicles released at the uh, Detroit show, and uh, we'll reflect on. some some of the cool people we've talked to in this show
0: Como News there's more to come with Nick Miles stay tuned our auto expert will be right back Time to set it on cruise control. This is Our Auto Expert. Here's Nick Miles. Welcome
1: back to Our Auto Expert and OurAutoExpert.com. I'm Nick Miles. Joining us as he does every week, Anton Wallman, independent analyst and investor. Anton, we tend to talk electric vehicles with you. And it wouldn't be a Our Auto Expert show without delving into what's going on at Tesla. So uh, at this point, uh, Tesla looked like they're uh, the west coast of California, may. Maybe uh, are they out of people who wanted to buy the uh, Tesla Model 3s? It's inviting the west coast of California to uh, configure their Model 3s. What's going on with delivery of these vehicles?
7: Yeah, so the way that Tesla has decided to roll out the Model 3 is that they're inviting people according to a certain schedule. So basically, they have started with their own employees, mostly centered around northern and southern California, And then they went to people outside of the company who were already owners of a Model S or a Model X, and specifically those who lived in California. Now, uh, at this point, once we now entered the month of January, it seems like the company has also started inviting people who are living to the east, in the heartland and on the east coast. And one must ask the question, have they essentially run out of deposit holders who are living in California because that's what the company had made very clear uh, in about April of 2016 already in terms of that being their launch schedule so maybe they're just mixing it up to confuse us but uh, another alternative inter- interpretation is that maybe just their their order book as it were their refundable deposit base isn't as firm as some might have been uh, believing now rem- remember that The company disclosed back in August of 2017 that they had 455,000 refundable deposits for the Model 3 worldwide. Now just because somebody has a refundable deposit on something doesn't mean that in the end they will actually take delivery. A whole host of reasons Uh, ranging from just personal financial circumstance to they had to go buy a car earlier or, or maybe there was a competitive issue maybe they just liked a chevy bolt or a nissan leaf or lord knows what other electrified car that they might have otherwise considered may have intervened and caused them to ask for their deposit back.
1: Do you think that the production problems they've been having are, are resolved or will, will be resolved this year? I know that uh, they've pushed out, pushed back, pushed out, pushed back. We've talked about that in, in several shows. But but really, uh, the the shortfall, is it is it on the horizon? Uh, they're saying internally at Tesla that they may have solved a lot of their problems, but we're not really seeing that on a delivery schedule, are we?
7: No, we're not, Um, and as of of the time of this recording anyway, we don't have any further color on precisely what the production issues are other than the fact that the company pointed to their battery pack assembly, which is taking place in their so-called gigafactory located a few miles outside of Reno, Nevada. But just because that has been the main production issue doesn't mean that that it has been the only production issue there can have been other ones and the company is simply um, not producing these cars as fast as they had said they would in the previous uh, months quarters and frankly the last couple of years
1: now their stock still uh, it's still sort of like a roller coaster it's an up and down uh, situation uh, is is it at some point that people are, are buying uh, buying this stock hoping that it'll fail well,
7: uh, you have a lot of issues here. First of all, the company needs to get the production up, but ultimately, at the end of the day, production doesn't exist for the sake of production. I mean, you could sell things if you sell things below cost for a long time. If we somebody tasked us with... Uh, uh, selling uh, dollar bills at 75 cents we could sell as many of them as we could get our hands on so at, in, in, in the end the company needs to be profitable the company has yet come anywhere near profitability the company is basically losing well over half a billion dollars a quarter so that's over two billion dollars per year and that just can't go on forever but uh, you know forever is not necessarily today and so far investors have been patient and been willing to keep up with the fact that the company has been incapable of arriving anywhere near profitability on any sort of sustained basis.
1: I have to say I'm getting a little bit bored with the story I I hope it would go one way or the other but it looks like we'll be talking about this uh, at least for every show this year. Uh, Anton Warman is with us when we come back let's talk about some of the new electric and uh, hydrogen cars that were recently announced and find out uh, if if the world is getting ready for an electric and hydrogen takeover.
0: More, our auto expert with Nick Miles is coming up on Como News. Charge your engines, and they're off. Back to our auto expert, Nick Miles. This is Como News.
1: Welcome back to our auto expert. I'm Nick Miles. Still with us on the phone, Anton Wallman, who is an independent investor and analyst. We're talking new EV vehicles hitting the market, uh, just announced. Uh, So hydrogen and electricity, new vehicle, first of all, from, well, I guess it's not a new vehicle, but a longer-lasting battery from Kia in their Nero.
7: That's right. So, Kia, which is uh, sort of a sister company to Hyundai, uh, basically they have uh, been selling for almost a year now this Nero car, first available as a hybrid and then as a plug in hybrid starting in December of 2017. They are now going to be coming out uh, in the future with an, a fully electric version of this car. And what's in- interesting about this is, of course, that Kia makes very common sense easy-to-use cars that have functional interiors and are available at a typically a very good and very competitive price and uh, have very good equipment as, uh, as standard on them and this car is essentially is looking to be a sister car to the Hyundai um, Kona EV which launches in November of 2017. So uh, Hyundai is bringing out this crossover vehicle uh, that will be a purely electric car and will be based on a battery and electric motor platform that is very similar to the Chevrolet Bolt. So one of the most fascinating things about the story is that we're now essentially gonna have three cars that under the skin are going to be very similar. The Chevrolet Bolt with a B that has been out for about a year and then these two models from Hyundai and Kia. And uh, I think the uh, thing that we can forecast with a high degree of precision is that the price competition as a result of all of these models coming out is going to be nothing short of brutal because when you have more supply than for which there seems to be demand in the market with products that are relatively similar and relatively competitive you typically get an enormous price pressure
1: no oh, so the the regular Nero with the hybrid engine starts around 20 20- 24000 uh, which is considerably below uh, what a Bolt is, although that is pure electric. The Kona we don't have a price on yet. What, what do you think we're going to be able to get a CUV electric vehicle for? What sort of price before any incentives?
7: Well, I think that if you look at the Chevrolet Bolt being priced, including destination charges at thirty seven thousand four hundred and ninety-five dollars, both of these new models from Hyundai and Kia are probably going to have to view that as a bit of a ceiling in terms of their price. They may not come out with an MSRP that is dramatically lower than that, but somewhere between the fact that the bolt with a B starts at thirty seven five and that the Tesla model Three, including destination charges is $36,000 that probably tells you where the ceiling
1: is. Uh, are Other people that are likely to get in on this game are there more people who are going to come out with electric CUVs in the next 12 months?
7: Absolutely but the next two models are going to be premium models what you should expect is that in the third quarter of 2018 the most significant premium crossover SUV that is all electric uh, is going to hit the market and that is the Jaguar I-PACE.
1: Excellent. Anton Wallman, independent analyst and investor for uh, electric and alternative fuels, is probably the one-stop shopping source. You can read his stuff. Uh, where, Anton? Where can people find out more about you and more about what you analyze?
7: Uh, most of my articles are published at Seeking Alpha.
1: Seeking Alpha. It's a good place. I use it all the time. Anton, we'll see you again next week. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. I'm Nick Myers.
0: keep listening nick miles our auto expert is moments away on como news 1000 fm 977. como news 1000 fm 97 7. jump right in and put the pedal to the floor our auto expert with nick miles continues
1: well thanks for listening to our auto expert this week i'm nick miles i'm uh, here with uh, jen and uh, ryan And we've been talking about uh, vehicles. Uh, Ryan, what did you enjoy most about this week's show? Uh, All right, Jen, what did you enjoy most about this week's show?
3: (laughs) Nothing. Well, good. It's good to have both of you here. Thanks for contributing. (laughs) (laughs) Did
1: did you enjoy anything about this week's show?
3: Yes, the Alfa Romeo F1, um, talking about F1, and of course, what's new to the market. Where
2: are we? Are we in Detroit right now? No. We're in Seattle. We're in Seattle. Yeah. Detroit's over, though. Yeah. It's been a long week.
1: Yeah, it's it's CES and Detroit back-to-back is an absolute backside kicker. I've
2: seen so many cars, I just don't even know what to do with myself anymore.
1: Right. So many brand-new cars, trucks, and SUVs. You can find them every week and all week at our website, which is OurAutoExpert.com. You can see some of our TV reviews. They're all sitting for you there on the website. And uh, some of the vehicles we've been testing. And anything you might believe that looks like we broke the law... Absolutely is an optical illusion. It's never happened. We've never broken any rules. See you next week. Bye-bye.
3: Stay connected. Stay informed.
1: This
0: is Como News.